Cashflow Guys Podcast, Episode 19. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth-building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought-provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting-edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to learn to earn with Tyler Chef. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We have arrived at episode 19 of the Cashflow Guys podcast. I am here today with two special guests. Uh, they are good friends of mine, local investors from the Tampa Bay area. They own a company and their website is called Real Estate Helpful Solutions. I am here with Aliyah Luti and his lovely bride, Eva Kovacs. And we're going to talk today about helping others. Uh, it, how I met them is they used to, when I first started my cash flow workshops in the local community here, uh, they were instrumental in helping us get the word out so we could help other people. That's been the gist of what they do. That's their, that's their mission. They've got a very interesting story that I'm sure you guys are going to love. Our primary speaker today is going to be Aliyah. He is uh, in from Italy, came here, started with absolutely nothing. This is going to be an awesome story, and his wife is from Hungary. So, Aliyah, welcome to the show. Hi, Tyler. Thank you very much for having us here. Elia, you know, when I was doing the intro there, we were talking about the fact that you actually did show up. This is a this is a true story. You showed up to this country like we see on the movies. This is kind of cool. You literally showed up here with your bag in one hand and your wife's hand in the other. That's Tell, correct. Yeah, let's talk about that. What was that? What what brought? What made you decide to come to the U.S.? So first of all, I met Eva in England. I was a waiter, and she was a receptionist, and. We were always thinking of way for us to come to U.S. You know, the American dream always was very appealing to us. Just right. we didn't know how. So moving back to Italy, we became, we started to invest in real estate together with my family. And we were buying houses at the auctions, fixing them up and just reselling them. But the bureaucracy, a lot of taxation, through local connection, we found a way to come over here. We wanted just to learn and become better. But there were investors in Italy that were investing in Florida as well. And we found our way for, to come over here. And that's how everything started because these guys wanted us just to invest through them. But we said, look, we're going to take a look at what you guys are doing right. and consider what, how we can do it. And we came here and we started to do it by ourselves, completely by ourselves. Nothing. No, no. Let's, let's be clear. You, you came from another country. You came from Italy. You don't have the benefit of going to the bank and borrowing money. Not at all. We don't even have a credit, a credit right. score at so all. So you're good, what they call in the lending business. You're a ghost. You, they, you yeah. put in your, your identification and it comes up with a blank sheet of paper. Zero. Zero. Yeah. There was a time when you put my social security number in, the fax machine would spit out handcuffs. <laughs> you know, because it was like, don't ever give that guy money. That was a long time ago. Fortunately, I've all got those things under control now. But but yeah, now yeah, you put our number in and they don't even know we are around. So right. They don't it. even know you're there. Yes. Maybe we should frisk you on the way out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you come to, so you come to this country that had to been, that, that's huge. That in itself, before we even get anything else had to been terrifying. I remember going when I was in the army, 
coming from the U.S., going over to Germany. I lived in Germany for three years when I was in the military, and the culture shock, coming to a different country, trying to, just going to the store, walking down the sidewalk, that must have been huge, getting that, getting used to the, the culture, the right, U.S. culture. Right. I mean, I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Eva, because I speak English today because of Eva. Really? She's always been my muse, and she's been my teacher. I wouldn't speak English if it wasn't for her, because I didn't learn English at school. She taught me English, and she was my motivation to learn English. Awesome. And so, now, yes. We, and we'll get into this later in the show, but now you're, you go to Toastmasters and all that. We'll to cover that here in a minute, but yeah. uh, that's, it's great. And I've, since I've known you now, it's been about almost about two years mm-hmm. uh, that we've been friends. You used to come to our cash flow games, and uh, your English has gotten – I rarely notice your – I understand Thanks. everything you say, and, you, and Toastmasters has done very well for you. So Yeah, especially I'm, with my – comfortability in talking, you know, to yeah. somebody else, strangers, and in front of crowds. So See, now you got that finesse, you know, I love the accent, it's finesse. I gotta yeah, bring, the accent I'm going to have you back on the show because <laughs> I just like to hear you talk, it's pretty cool. The accent is something I'll probably never get rid of. There you go. Well, that's good, don't get rid of it. When I was over in Germany, I learned, I was a narcotics agent in the Army, and I had to learn German. Mm-hmm. So I went to a, langu- a linguist school, U.S. Army linguist school, and then immersed myself in the economy there, the local structure to learn German. And I got such a thick German accent. I am German by, I was, uh, it's my heritage is German and Irish. But uh, coming from that, I, when I came back to the States, it was difficult for me to shake that German accent. I, I, to this day, sometimes if I get a little wound up or too many beers in me, it'll, it'll start to come back out again. So I can definitely, I can relate with that, but don't lose it as part of who you are. I think that's awesome. I I don't know if I, I think I, I couldn't lose it even if I try. So Good, don't. We like I got to stick with it. So, anyway, yes, we were investing in real estate in Italy. And when I say that, is my father was doing everything. So right. I was just putting up the money when it was necessary, signing when needed, and showing up at the meetings when it was required. And when and, the work's ready, you're, you're there with yeah, your... Yeah, and I was you know, cashing <laughs> when it was necessary. But I didn't gather much experience. So when we came here, all we knew was what we learned through a book. Right. And uh, that's pretty much it. And so much that we were shopping for deals on the MLS. And even the beginner, the most beginner of the investors know that it's not, very, it's not a very good place where you can find good deal, the MLS. But we were looking at probably, what, 20 houses a day? And we were driving through them all just to see where they were. Because as you said before, we didn't know anybody. We barely knew where we were. And that means that without GPS, we wouldn't come back home to the place we were living. Exactly. And you have to know what every to place put in looks where the you same. are. So yeah. we really didn't know where we were. And we didn't know what a good or bad neighbor was. We just knew that, you know, there were a better area and you shouldn't go there. And after a month or two, we stopped looking in those areas. But that was pretty much it. So it was a lot of time and, you know. Any bullet tough. holes in your truck? <laughs> no, no. Oh, then you weren't really bad neighborhoods. No. In America, we call those war zones. Okay, yeah. Which I'm sure you've got that down yeah. pat by now yeah. if you've been Yeah, now I realize where I am, Nathan. So, so uh, that's had to have been tough. You're coming from you're coming from another country. You're here. Like you said, you, you, the first way you're learning is you're reading books, but you were, you're Italian. You, you didn't even speak English when you came here. So. I was literally forcing myself to, to improve my English skills just to read in English. It has been, what, five years now that I'm only reading in English Wow. to, to improve. And... It would take me, you know, everybody says I listen to motivational speakers or real estate investors. And they say, I read a book a week, a book a month. Yeah. I'm good at now if I can finish a book in a month. Because every time that I don't understand something, I have to look it up on the dictionary or in the translator. Because I want to make sure I understand what I'm reading. So it takes me a, 
huge amount of time, but I read as much as I can just to improve and gather more information. And I act, we act upon it. Because if you don't apply information, it's just entertainment. So Say that again. If you don't apply information. It's just entertainment. Exactly. That is, that's awesome. I'm going to use that. You better trademark that before I get my hands on it. It's not mine. I probably heard it from somebody already in some books, to be honest. So. That's cool. So, guys, for you listeners out there, I want you to just think about what he just said, what Aaliyah just said comes to the country, doesn't speak the language, and he's, he's reading books that aren't even written in his na- native language. And we as Americans were raised speaking English, and we have all these educational resources in front of us that cost, what, a couple dollars to go pick up a book. You can go to the library and borrow one. For those of you millennials, they have these buildings called libraries in the country. They don't exist in your cell phone or your iPad. You actually have to get in a car, get on a bus. That's buses, the big rectangle things with wheels that people get in and they ride down the road. And usually it only costs you a couple dollars. See how I'm eliminating all your excuses there, my loyal listeners. But you go to the library, you get these books, you open them. They're in your native language. You can read, obviously, because you're an adult now if you're listening to the show. I know my demographics. You guys are, are able to read in English because you were born here. You read English. Meanwhile, you got in your, and we're sitting here telling ourselves how, how terrible things are in the country and how hard it is to get ahead. And you got a guy like Elias sitting across from me here in the studio who doesn't even speak English when he came to the country, reading American books written in English on a topic like real estate investing. I, you know, I'm going to use that story again. Next time somebody calls me and gives me a sob story of why they can't make it in this country, I, I'm going to force them to listen to this episode, take notes, and call me back. We, we weren't focusing what we didn't know or we on what could have been more difficult. We're just focusing what we wanted to happen. So we just came here, and again, Eva said it earlier, we probably wouldn't have come if we were thinking about all the ob- obstacles that we might have found on our way. Right. We were just going step by step and making it happen. Yeah, making it happen. That's exactly right. Now, when you got here, obviously, you didn't you didn't come here with a suitcase. In that suitcase, was there stacks of cash? Not at all. So you weren't running around paying cash for your properties? <laughs> Not at all. No. We had contacts that we came here with from Italy that after the very first transaction, just basically weren't there anymore. Let's be democratic. So right. We started out with some plans. You know, I had to show up a business plan in order to get the investor visa that I had. Sure. That we had. And after that, when it was time to act, things just changed and people disappeared. So we just were here with our $10,000 visa plus her visa, which was 2500 and uh, a plan to make it happen with no money. So we had to come up with some creativity and just taking action from the information that we were acquiring, right. such as join, attend investors' meetings. And I didn't know there were investor meetings because in Italy we don't have investor meetings. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, we started to go there, which was a very uncomfortable experience. In Italy they say, I felt like a fish out of the water. Oh, yes. And I felt exactly like that because I probably could understand at that time about 40% of what everybody around me was saying. And I'm not saying about, I'm not talking about the language only, but the terminology that we're using. Oh, the balloon payment. It took me like a week online to understand what a balloon payment was. Me too. <laughs> Sometimes I still struggle with that. <laughs> Understanding that they were buying houses with a certain amount of money upfront and monthly payment. I read a couple of books right after I heard somebody talking about it and said, okay, this is hap- it probably happens once in a lifetime. Right. And only us, out of the 12 transactions we made so far, four were on terms. So it does happen. You just got to shop. You just got to keep making offers, knock on doors, world, talk to people, 
and it's going to happen. But until that point, I just thought it was fantasy. Just thought were people showing off about what they did and what they were planning on doing. And we didn't have any money. We didn't know any better. So we were just doing our best. And right. we attended these investor meetings and people were laughing at us, I'm pretty sure. I mean, people were staring at us and you're not going to last more than a week or next time you go back to Europe, you're just going to stay at home. Right. But we keep showing off. We keep showing up, not off, show, show up right. at every meeting, every week, every month. And people starting to take us seriously. People oh, yeah. that didn't even want to talk to us because they thought we were a waste of time are starting doing business with us, lending us money, partner up with us. So it, it's starting to make sense. I watched and it, you. And, and it feels good. We've watched you evolve, Jill and I have. And, and I remember when you were flying the wall because I was the fly on the other wall. Mm-hmm. In the back wall, you were in the front wall, right? Because you're right. It's actually absolutely daunting going into these real estate investment meetings, and it's it's terrifying. And I'm introverted by nature, and people that know me think that's crazy. Of course, you're not introverted. You're a podcast host. You're out there speaking in front of people. It was a struggle. It was hard for me to get out there and do that. But um, you guys did it, and I've seen you now. You walk into a room, and it's like, I don't know if you ever watched the show Cheers, but it's like, you know, they that's the show that we have in this country where it was filmed in Boston and there's this guy Norm that walks into the bar every he's there every day him and the mailman and all these other people and every time they walk in the bar everybody goes Norm it's something that's like you it's like when you guys walk in you guys just have this whole thing about you you're both smiling and you're happy and you just you, you light up a room both of you guys that's something yeah, i used probably to say because i'm bold so i reflect the well light. yeah i'm bold too i used to say that to get dates you know oh, you light up your eyes light up a room but seriously, you guys actually do. When you walk in, you light up a room. Usually that that line never worked for me. I think I would stop saying it at some point. Yeah, it, it is true. Now, most of the people at the meetings know us, and we are referred as the kids, which feels good. Right. So, most of the people at the meeting know us, and, and it's good. Yeah, it feels, it feels better as you get older, let me tell you. Good. It feels a lot better. So you had that struggle, too. You guys are young, and you're from, coming from another country, and you're young. And I'm proud of you guys. You guys are absolutely crushing it. I was just talking to you guys, talking to Larry Harbaugh before you guys showed up today. And he too said the same thing. He is really, really proud of what you guys have accomplished. And we'll talk about Larry in a minute. But I want at this point, I want to talk about the generating the cash. And, I'm, and we're going to do an episode on this, guys, for those of you that are out there listening to us. on. I, I know it's easy. You hear me talking on the, on the show and it's, oh, well, you know, of course he's got, he had to have money to start and this, that, and the other. But you guys didn't. And you took the you you took an out of the box approach you 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 learned how to generate cash to get started and i want to talk about and you guys still do that for your deals you're out there selling furniture and now you've evolved into the airbnb so let's talk about that for a minute how where are you sourcing the the products that you're selling and you and i know you take that money and then you reinvest that money see that's because you're not american yet it, as you stay here longer then you'll start making the same dumb mistakes that we make it's 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 avoid unavoidable but in America, when we make 50 bucks, we spend 100 That's okay. what we do. That's how we roll in this country, see? And then we'll just finance whatever is, <laughs> whatever we don't have because, you know, why not? But uh, in, you came from a different background, and, and you're out there doing things old school, which is cool. And old school, really, I'm, part of the reason why we're doing this show is to make old school the new school because that's the stuff that really works. So let's talk about you guys are out there. You, you're, you're buying furniture or acquiring furniture and then repurposing it or cleaning it up and making it new again and, and selling it for a profit. Can we talk about that? We take control of everything, but we don't acquire anything. So we never we, we never bought furniture to resell them. We just, again, we have to be very creative. So what we do is we sell everything that we find in the houses that we buy 
or the friends of us are buying. So we're selling somebody else's furniture. So let's say a common friend, like Larry or right. like Eric, we mentioned before, sure. buys, a, buy a, buys a house and uh, the house is full of furniture. Instead sure. of just calling somebody to trash the place out, they call us first so that we get to sell whatever is in there that has value and we split the money that we make with them. So they make money with no time, no nothing involved. And we make the money that basically helps us survive because what we do is we live off of the money that we make on the sale so that we get to invest whatever we got in our companies. Because when we first came here, we thought that, you know, since we we could count on the support of people that there weren't there, we're just going to live off of the activity of the business of the company that we are starting up. Right. That was a major mistake. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, if you feed yourself with the money's company, the company will go hungry. Yes, it and will. We didn't figure it out until a certain point. <laughs> so once that we figured that out, we had to find a way to feed ourselves without using the company's money. Or there was no growth for us. So we came up with selling stuff on eBay and selling stuff on Facebook and selling stuff on Craigslist and Amazon, whatever platform we could find. And we did acquire stuff at garage sale, at thrift stores, but mainly as we're learning the approach of the real estate, we try to acquire stuff that we can sell with no money out of a pocket up front. That's so brilliant. That's how we come up with this idea. That's yeah. absolutely and brilliant. And everything started with the mindset. You know, we wanted to talk a bit about self-development because that was the beginning. That mindset. When I was in Italy, that's how I got started. You know, real estate is something that was very appealing to me since I was 14. My family has always been very entrepreneurial. Right. And my mom had a bar. And the first three years were great, but the first, the last four were devastating. And she ended up going to work every day. And she was by herself at the end because we couldn't even afford paying anybody working in the bar. And she was working just to pay the rent. Right. So already at that time when I was going, helping her out after school, I was telling her, why are we working to pay the rent and we don't buy the building so that we don't have to pay the rent? Right. So, well, my father said, it's a long-term investment. It will never going to make sense. And you're... Son is going to benefit of it, so it doesn't make any sense, and so forth. And I said, well, there has to be a way to make sense with real estate. Yeah. <laughs> Since everybody's buying it, rent it out. And uh, while I was waiting around Europe, well, actually, when I was uh, one of the lowest points in Switzerland, he called me up and he said, I found a book. We're going to find a way to invest in real estate. And that's how we started in Italy. And then now uh, we made it happen in the States, finding way uh, through contacts, knowledge, and so forth. So... The reason why mindset is so important, because everybody goes through low moments in his life, and personal development is what's going to keep you going. If you're not strong mentally, through the knowledge that you acquired, and turning the bad experiences in positive experiences that empower you, you're not going to go, you're not going to keep on going. And that's what makes the whole difference for us. So because let's, let's touch on that. You, you, and, and I can't agree with you more. I mean, self-improvement or self, self-internal development or self-development is absolutely critical. And I want to cover the mindset as well, where, first of all, you had to believe that you could do it. You absolutely. had to get to that point to where you could believe that you could actually pull this off. Absolutely. And behind that, you know, your why is very powerful. You coming from the other, from another country and, and you, the way you guys do business, I can see it. And the way we do business is, is very much the same way. You truly care about people. Definitely. That says a lot about, you know, your upbringing and where, and, um, where you come from in deep down inside. And, and that's why I think that's why people 
want to help you because they see that you want to help other people. And, and that's a message I want to send to the listeners. You know, starting out, you're going to need a lot of help from a lot of people. And there's gurus out there that are more than help, happy to, to help you out of $30,000, dollars $50,000 to get started in real estate. But the education is important. But think about, well, I don't have the thirty dollars to $50,000 for education. Right. Think about if you give to the community, you give to the marketplace, the marketplace can return to you. You need education. You guys are moving on to mentors. You guys went out and found some mentors that were willing to help you. And in a lot of cases, they, they did it out of the kindness of their heart. And then you were able to reciprocate and refer people to them. And it just kind of balances out over time. And that's, that's, that's huge. And at this point, I really want, I want to talk about Larry Harbaugh. I know he's been a driving force for you guys, Larry and Jack. Absolutely. So we like to say that we didn't find mentors, but we attracted them. There you go. Through personal development. I mean, if they didn't see value in us, they wouldn't have ended as their hand, their support. I like that. You didn't find the mentors, you attracted them. That's that's critical. And I and I did a little bit of that myself. I can relate with that because John Yabara is a good friend of mine and a great mentor for me. And we got me started in wholesaling and helped me really master the art of uh, marketing for, for wholesaling with uh, bandit signs and different ways to write ads to attract people to the opportunities that I had, whether it be buyers or attracting sellers to me or whatever. And, you know, you've done a great job of, of positioning yourself because you're, you're just genuine loyal people and you're good friends and to everybody that you come across and people automatically want to help. They want to mentor you and listeners listen to this. This is what I'm talking about. It's, it's getting out there, shaking hands with people, talking to people, finding out what their needs are, what's their pain. Everybody needs something. What can you do for them? And then as, as and, and hopefully they will ask what they, they can do for you and, that's how things used to be done in this country, and I'd like to see our country get back to that again. I'm not going to get on a political soapbox, but but we need to get back to that point in this country where we're really truly helping each other. It does balance out. I mean, you guys have, are a perfect example of that, and, and it's. I wish that there were more people like you out there, and there, I think there are a lot of people in our marketplace, but it's really good to have you guys out there doing that. Yeah, I mean, there was no money that people could squeeze out of us. So if they did help us, it's because they saw that we're genuine and we just, we're not going to give up, guys. I mean, we're just going to keep on showing up and doing what we want, what, what, what is necessary to get what we want. And right. that's what even Peter Fortunato teaches us. So. Yeah, and uh, that's another important point. And I was just reading um, the 10X from Grant Cardone. Have you read that? No, I You got to read yet. that. It's a great book. Okay. And he talks about, you know, you got to let the people know that you're here to stay. Right. You know, you're, you're here it to It took stay. us a while for some of them to understand, but yeah. even for some back at home to believe that we could make it. And now it's time to, you know. You're not a flash in the pan. No. <laughs> and I'm not either. I, people, I think people started to figure out I'm playing to win. There you go. And I'm going to take a lot of people with me, and we're going to have a great time, and we're all going to make money, and it'll be great. So you, you had the mentors, but you got out there, and you took those first steps. And I know that ties back to the journey for the self-improvement part. Mm-hmm. And what any books that come to mind that really – set it apart for you that really got you off the dime to get in the, get on I an airplane? I am so happy you asked me that question. Good. I love to read, and there are, I got 10 books. I can't share them all. I don't even remember. I wrote them down. 10 must read. Well, the, we're going to put them in the show notes so that everybody okay. can get an opportunity. I can, I can email that to you. Yeah. Yep. First and foremost, what really changed my mindset was Seven Strategies for Wealth and Happiness by Jim Rohn. Okay, Jim Rohn. If I didn't find... If I hadn't found Jim Rohn along the path, I wouldn't be in the U.S. Wow. I learned English because of Eva. Because of Eva, we are here because of Jim Rohn. 
That's cool. I, I have to. I, I owe him that much. Well, maybe no. someday I can get him on the show. We are a bit too late, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what helped us to invest in real estate, making it happen in real estate, was the major figure to begin with was Jack Linehan. Right. And I remember we, we met Jack. He probably was one of the first investors in the area that gave us credibility, that gave us that, that believed in us even before we believed in ourselves. And I remember after you know the beginning, the, the first meeting, we went back to Italy, to Europe. And while we were working on our business plan to get the visa, he suggested me a book by John Schaub, which is a great investor in our area, in Sarasota. Oh, yeah, He's a great friend with Peter Fortunato. And his book is Building Wealth One House at a Time. Guys, buy that book. Building Wealth One House at a Time. That is not a guru book. It's a manual. Oh, yes, it is. Wow. I read it twice, and it's never going to be enough. And I took his class. And again, we're taking class from these guys. Larry Harbolt, Peter Fortunato, John Schaub, Jack Shea. And probably since 2011, putting together the money that it costed us to go to all the seminars, maybe 5000 Right. I mean, that is not the... You don't pay 5000 to go to, to, to a single class, maybe. Right, right that's you know, combined. The, the, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's just huge. The amount of knowledge wisdom, experience, is just great. And the, the most important thing is these guys are one phone call away. Yeah, so that's So I call Pete, and if he doesn't pick up, he calls me back. When he picks up, Elia, what can I do for you? I mean, I'm just amazed that he knows me by name. I'm the same <laughs> so, way. I... <laughs> Larry is amazing. Okay, Larry, last year, I guess, two years ago. I don't remember exactly when. But before or right after we started to sell through eBay, and yeah. we started to sell through eBay because... We need it to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to eat. He asked us, he asked Jack, how come the kids are no longer coming at the Monday night meeting? And the answer was very simple and straightforward. The kids are broke. Right. So Larry gifted us his four days boot camp on uh, seller financing. Never step into a bank again. Right. And probably we can step into a bank because we don't have a credit score, so <laughs> it doesn't do as much. But the class was amazing. Not only for the knowledge, but because during the class, he was relating or talking about deals that he made or that Pete made, and he was referring to us. You know that guy? You know this? Did you hear this before? So we were part of the class, mm-hmm. and he was extremely inspiring. And we knew, okay, at these guys' classes, there are people from all over the States, and there are people that don't know what we're doing. No. And we personally, as kids, we do it. Every time that we buy a house, I mean, for us, it's normal to use a land trust. We know how to put together a lease option. We know how to put together a note on uh, seller financing. Deal. We are so lucky to have landed in this part of the U.S. Yes. that I don't even know how it happened. You live, you reside, and I'm sure you realize this now, but the Tampa Bay area, besides being a strong real estate market, happens to be the, the real estate mentor. I'm not going to use the word guru because that has a negative connotation to it, but the real estate expert capital, I think, of the U.S., all the real, in my opinion, the, the, the almost all, with a few exceptions, because I've got a great mentor out in California who's exceptional, not to take away from anybody locally, but we have the largest concentration of expert-level investors, true professionals that really get it in the Tampa Bay area. And we're going to put some links to some of these folks here in our show notes, and Leah's going to give us the uh, list of his favorite books, and we're going to put all those in there because I think 
listening to Aaliyah talk, it, it's going to be critical that you, you know, you want to get that path to success, that, that road to becoming, follow his path. You know, it works. If I guarantee you, nobody listening to this show has had these struggles getting started, moving forward, the challenges in front of them as you two have, and it, it has worked for you. So keep it simple. Follow that roadmap. It's been, it, it's, like I said, it's worked. Make it work for you. And uh, I know helping others, you know, we talked a little bit about that earlier, your why, and now you've positioned yourself as you guys are a force to be reckoned with in a very good way in this area. You're, you're professional. Last night I was at a networking event with you guys over at, at Tampa Bay Business Owners Association, which for people that don't live in the Tampa Bay area, which is the majority of our listeners from across the country, it's a local group of business owners, and both of you have been part of that now, uh, as Jill and I are. And the you were there as the sponsors of the event. We, yeah, had... we were sponsoring the Tampa Bay Business Owner main event, and we were sponsoring through merit achieved on the field. There you go. So we didn't have to pay to the, for the visibility, right? But they allowed us to have the spot as a sponsor, right? Because we achieved certain goals within the Tampa Bay Business Owner organization by. Chris Camistos, if yeah, I pronounce well, his absolutely. name. Absolutely. And that by itself, it has been great, a great experience. The Tampa Bay business owner helped us a lot in setting up the new website, in getting visibility through radio interviews, great connection. We got two leads and we are closing on a house this month because of somebody within that organization. And by the way, it's an organization that we joined because of Larry Harbour. Yeah, he exactly. invited us. And so you say... We really have to be thankful to these people. Again, Jack Lennon is the guy that got us started in real estate. Through Jack Lennon, we knew about other, we found out about all the meetings that were happening besides all the knowledge that he shared with us. And we met Larry Harbour, person we can contact anytime, we are working with, we're learning from, and so forth. We met Peter, Jay Turner. There is a bunch of guys that helped us along the way. And because of how recognized we are now at the meetings, right. Even my father started finally to believe in me. And I want to share this because now we are extremely thankful for his support while in the beginning he wasn't there. So for the first time he came to visit us this year right. and he realized what we're doing, how we're doing it, going through all the struggles that we're going through and how people are taking us seriously. You know, he realized that we're not here wasting time. Right. And he's finally starting to support us also financially, which, you know, since he's a partner, he was the shadow partner, right. finally is chipping in. So that was a major step Good. professionally and personally. So I needed to share this because I'm thankful to all these people. Good. Good. That's outstanding. And, you know, before we wrap up, I'd, I'm going to ask you here a, a question, but when I finish saying what I'm going to say, but our, I've got a great group of listeners. I absolutely do. We just recently started a Facebook community. And uh, for those that are listening, if you haven't heard me talk about it yet, you, if you go to cashflowguys.com, use this link, cashflowguys.com forward slash group, cashflowguys.com forward slash group. We're going to add uh, Aliyah on there. And uh, if you want to interact with him directly through Facebook, you can bump into him there on the Facebook group. If you have questions or you want to, if you're, if you have your own podcast, you want to interview him or I know the listeners are going to ask me this because I've spoken to several listeners and we always do a call to action at the end of the show. Pick up the phone, give us a call, reach out to us. We always offer a 30-minute consultation to help anybody, anybody listening to this show. If they need help to get started, we want to help them. There's no charge. There's nothing hidden. I don't have a guru course to sell you, but I will point you in the right directions to the stuff that works. 
What can the listeners do to help you? I'm going to turn the tables on you for a second. What can my listeners, and I've got a huge listenership. This show has absolutely taken off, and I'm really proud of the results. But I want to know, because the listeners are going to, I'm going to get emails probably within 24 hours of this episode releasing. What can the what can the listeners do for you? Is there anything we can we can do for you as our, our community? What can we do to help you? Well, the answer is a tough answer. I never thought about it. I'm so focused in helping others that I don't know what somebody could do to us. Well, I won't throw you on the spot. What we'll do is this. I'll make you this deal. You think about it now, between now, and we'll put that, the answer to that question, folks, is going to be found in the show notes. I'm going to put that in the show notes so that you guys will have to actually read the show notes that we spend so much time working on for you guys. But I will put the answer to that question. What you guys can do for them is going to be on the show notes. And I know you'll probably see an outpouring of support because people are always helpful. And guys, it could be something. I'm sure come up with your own ideas. If it's uh, you find a great book that, that they haven't read, you know, package it up, send it in the mail, do something to help. Everybody needs to get involved and help each other. That's what this is all about. So um, one before we close, and we're going to wrap up here in a second. I, what tip do you give me? One tip for those that are just getting started. A lot of our listeners are just getting started. They're absolutely terrified, probably from the sound of my voice and me giving them a hard time from time to time for not taking action. But if you could come up with one single tip to help them get started, what would that be? Being scared is normal. It's part of the game. It's probably what gives you the excitement to even start. So the best way to start is just by taking the first step and sometimes you just got to start with what scares you the most so that everything else becomes easier that's brilliant so the best suggestion is are you afraid of making phone calls start making phone calls are you afraid of knocking on doors knock on doors because that's what uh, you got to talk to people if you want to make deals you gotta let people know what you want you want to buy houses tell people that you want to buy houses you find somebody that's interested in selling Make an offer. So these are just the steps that everybody's going to tell you to do because these are the steps that everybody needs to take to start investing in real estate. Talk to people. Make offers. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate having you guys on the show. And uh, I think this has been – I really enjoyed this episode. I'm going to have you guys back on the show here. This has been huge. Thank you very much, Tyler. We really appreciate it. So, and for our regular listeners, please don't forget to reach out to us. Cashflowguys.com is our website. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. And once again, we do have the Facebook group out there. We just put a lot of work and effort into that. So please feel free to stop by. That's going to cashflowguys.com forward slash group. If you are interested in a free consultation with us, you can do that as well right through our website. And uh, we look forward to hearing you on the next episode. And if you are a member of the show, if you haven't subscribed yet on iTunes, please do us a favor and do that. And uh, as always, we really appreciate you coming out. And thanks for joining us. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.